Hello and welcome to 3FM Meets. We hope you've had an enjoyable Christmas so far and are gradually easing out of the food comas before more feasting on New Year's Day. We have a special episode this week as we caught up with the island's chief minister, Alf Cannon. Kicking things off, we asked the chief to reflect back on what has clearly been a very tough year for his administration. Clearly, I mean, it continues to be quite tough economically for people. Um, you know, we've really felt, I think, the impacts of uh, the global economic situation around us and certainly the economic situation in, in the United Kingdom, particularly in terms of the inflation, high inflation and the impacts that that's had. And, you know, there are other headwinds that are making delivery of the island plan difficult and indeed delivery of some services difficult. And a lot of those headwinds, of course, are around recruitment and finding enough people to get into um, these jobs. But it's also been a year, I think, when we made quite a bit of progress. Um, and I feel that in some ways I felt it was actually encouraging to see some good performance levels in, in the economy. Um, post-COVID, you know, as we get out of this um, COVID hangover, particularly, for example, in um, tourism, we're really pleased with the cruise figures and generally with the visitor figure figures and numbers that we're seeing. So there are en encouraging signs. And, you know, you know, I think when you look at the public service delivery, I know that you know, there's still a lot of difficulties for for health at the moment but uh, again some of those difficulties around recruitment and personnel but you know from an education perspective we have restored i think a reasonable relationship with the teaching unions uh, we've moved out of that period of strikes which were certainly dogging the last administration and we're, we're, we're hang you know with us for the first sort of year and a half or so of our term in office so you know, and I, I feel actually that's that 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 in itself is creating an atmosphere where I hope there's now more focus on educational performance. And we've also brought in a new quality assurance scheme, which will start to roll out now um, for for education, uh, which doesn't just look at uh, results per se in terms of educational gradings, but looks at the overall development of the child within within the school. So that's been some some good progress. And also, I feel that we've made some good progress with some of our main commitments around, for example, Brownfield field sites and uh, we will see in the coming 18 months I would expect some spades in the ground very much hope that we was what we'll see on sites like the Villiers site for example where we are backing them to get that brownfield site done and I'm hoping that also you know looking forward that we'll have some further evidence of other brownfield sites that, that will be developed so that's that's really a reflection of where we are and of course we're going into this Christmas um Recognising, of course, you know, that that, that, that still remains um, difficult, you know, I think with the inflation costs, the costs of food, some of the cost of living um, issues for, for families, but also with a sense of um, optimism that we have got some good foundations in to take the island forward into, into 2024. And, and reflecting back, what are the, 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 the key sort of uh, moments or the, the things that you've come up against that may have irked you, caused you consternation? <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, I, I think there's always a lot when you're, when you're the chief minister. I think uh, it's hardly a week and certainly hardly a day actually goes by when there's not some issue that is uh, weighing on your mind. Um, and that's irrespective of whether you do or do not have control over that, that particular set of circumstances. I think you're very conscious you want to deliver for people. Um, and, you know, conscious, I, I, I guess, that, 
you know, there are always areas of performance levels across the island in terms of government-related activities and even sometimes private sector activities that you know you think could be done better or, or delivered better for people. So it's hard just to put your finger on um, one thing. I mean, I think you know you look at some of the travel disruption. I think that that that's been quite key this year, hasn't it? Certainly for the first sort of five six months of the year i feel it's calmed down a bit now but you know when we had the shortage of air traffic controllers the need for government to have moved to try and restore some parity there in terms of um service level delivery getting the numbers back up um because they had dwindled and fallen away it was not just a situation pertinent of just to the island man there's a shortage of air traffic controllers globally but of course the that weighs on your mind when you know that people are being impacted and flights are being delayed or flights are being cancelled and there's a lot of travel disruption. And you know that not only disrupts plans but has a financial consequence and financial costs. And um, of course, you know, also delighted as I am being to see the Manx, but I'm also conscious there's been a few teething issues with that. Um, so that's also been something I've had to sort of perhaps a bit more control over in terms of being able to pick up the phone to the chairman and to the managing director and, and get more clarity around what the um, performance levels are but you know, my hope is that again that, that, that some of those issues will be in a much better place in, in 2024 because of some of the actions that we're taking and also because naturally some of our, uh, those teething issues I hope particularly with the Manxman will be um, overcome a lot of the the issues impacting the island over over 2023. I mean, they're certainly not um, they're not isolated to the island. They're worldwide. Uh, where a lot of people hold the opinion that the book stops with government, but a lot of these matters are way out of government's control. They're, they're, they're economic, worldwide factors that are impacting everywhere. How frustrating is that feeling that? or that you're carrying the can for things that are completely out, outside of your control? I think there's a frustration level, um, but, 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 but the reality is um, sometimes, as you say, you, can't, you, you have to understand what you can control. So, you know, if inflation spirals, I can't control that. The Iron Man really has no tools at its um, disposal to deal with that. But what it can do is undertake measures to either help and support people directly or try to use its influence to stimulate economic activity to try and get wages up so that people aren't feeling uh, the bite of inflation so much so it's not i think it's like everything you know you 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 have to just say and acknowledge that some things you cannot control but then when they're impacting you have to determine what you can control. So and I think it's very clear that and I've always been, you know, tried to or certainly tried to make it clear to everybody, you know, unlike the bigger nations, you know, we don't have our own. We're not in control of the, the currency base, if you like. We don't have the tools to try and control inflation. We can't print money, for example. Um, so we have fiscal responsibility, but we do, do not control monetary Policy. So those big issues really are in the hands of the United Kingdom, the G7, the G20 when it comes to those global economics. We have fiscal control, therefore we can react to that by using some, some of our fiscal tools that are available to us to help negate uh, or influence some of the um, 
perhaps negative impacts um, that are happening. Now, on a, on a more personal uh, level, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, you speak to people who who end up at the top of the tree of their respective companies, whatever, and, and sometimes, you know, on the climb there, that's that was the goal that they always had. And then when they get there, sometimes it's a bit like, oh, God, you know, I kind of wish I was still <laughs> a few rungs down. Are there any ever points where you perhaps regret uh, pushing on for the top job? Listen, I mean, I, I think if you occasionally feel um, pressure, and I say more than occasionally, you, you feel the pressure, and you know, I, I, I accept that. Um, and you, I guess, you must have some recognition that's going to be the case when you put yourself up, particularly in public life, for these um, sorts of jobs. I just have to remind myself that I'm also very lucky, and I have, you know, come into came into politics obviously with the with the intention of doing the very best I could for. Um, the public, but also because naturally, you know, I also felt that the island needed to go in a certain direction and could do more and could it could achieve more. Just have to remind yourself that you know, you're very lucky you are in a position of influence, uh, and that, that therefore you can bring some input into the situation and the challenges in front of you. And for a lot of people, obviously that is not 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 available to them that opportunity they have to trust in me and my colleagues who are also elected to to do that um job so yeah it's you know you, you take you take the sort of swings and punches but also you take the, the upside as well in terms of you know the successes although very often <laughs> everybody tends to look at the the negatives rather than the positives and and how, how do you feel your life has changed in terms of just being able to to go about your business and and to you know it, do the usual things that people like to do to relax? <laughs> um, listen, I mean, I, it's it's, it, it's interesting. I mean, I've and I guess I've been in a medium term, I suppose, in, in politics now. I think I'm in my thirteenth year, um, and. Certainly, I, th I think over that 13 years, I've noticed a change, and that change really has been around the social media. Uh, I think also post-COVID or during, sorry, during COVID, you know, three or four of us um, as politicians, as leading politicians at the time, I think probably got a higher profile. There was certainly much more interest, direct public interest in terms of what was going on. We were very visible to the public over that period. And I think that's also sort of doubled up on, uh, you know, the sort of profile, I guess, of, of of an individual. And yeah, so, I mean, I think it has, that has changed. And I'm more conscious that, that I get probably more approaches in the streets or if I go out or, or wherever I am, or, or certainly a lot more perhaps recognition, if you like, you're conscious more of, of perhaps that awareness from, from others. So, yeah, it's um, some, you learn to sort of live with that. Um, and it's it, it, it's just a fact fact of life these days and of course you just understand that everybody's got a camera everybody's got a phone everybody's got access very rapid access to various tools so yeah. that's just a fact of life yeah. it happens and and you know we, we that's one of the responsibilities of government i think and, and and one of the challenges as well to make sure that we are acting quickly for the unexpected sure. so 2023 i mean not just on the island not just with government it seems like it was a fairly jinxed year for most people that you talk to just one one thing after another um do you have optimism going into 2024 that that a lot of these 
a lot of these issues are going to be righted and, and people will begin to see, you know, the, the fruits, if you like. I think we'll see the fruits, you know, in some of the key 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 policy areas that that we are pursuing. You know, we've set, I think, a bold vision for the island. I think we have been bold in terms of saying what we need to do um, in terms of jobs, new jobs. I think we've been pretty bold in terms of the vision that we've got to try and get this vibrancy back into our town centres through development of um, brownfield sites. And I think that actually, as I said, you know, in terms of stabilised education, I'd like to see some more progress now, as much progress as possible in terms of uh, achieving the best possible results for, for, for our children. And, of course, recognising, of course, the healthcare Manx care continues in its transition. But, you know, talking of transition, I think actually, I think if you look and trying to make an assessment of where we are, we are in a period of this transition. We've got the uh, climate change agenda all around us, whether people agree or disagree with the, um, you know, the overarching direction uh, of travel. One has to accept that this is a global direction of travel now and a man is self-governing nation and we have to be on board. So I still think there's still going to be quite a lot of change pro- proposition around us and change activity around us as well. And that in some ways can be both unsettling but also I think with it brings a lot of opportunity Um, so we've got to capitalise on that opportunity but I think with it there may well be the political arguments that that will um, go alongside it as well so there will be a lot to do but if we can keep um, pushing forward, maintain both the level of progress post-Covid and get 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 even greater sort of tourist numbers get greater economic activity that and that in turn will have a number of benefits for the island including i hope some budgetary benefits and that's that probably is is if i look ahead the area where i feel there has to be a, a significant change in in our approach in government's approach now to you know the finances we have to get this deficit down ben i you know i term it probably in my mind as a 50 million pound immediate problem that has to be resolved next year um, or at least some significant progress made towards tackling that Um, and you know I think the Treasury Minister is clearly going to have to outline the government plans in that respect in February and there has to be a lot of financial discipline. That's not necessarily a bad thing, though, you know, from the from the public sector. But it does mean minds will need to be focused on delivery and how to achieve best delivery with tightened uh, finance and tightened financial circumstances for the public sector. So if we but if we can do that, if we can keep the private sector active and grow the economy and get bigger tourist numbers here, keep our businesses functioning and growing, add to these jobs totals. Then actually, I think you know by the end of 2024, I hope we'll be in an even better place than we are now, despite the fact that clearly, for for the financial reasons I've just discussed and for the sort of transition reasons I've discussed, there's still quite a lot to get through. Many thanks to the Chief Minister for giving us some time out of his very busy schedule. We'll be back in the new year with more of the same with an interesting host of characters already lined up. See you then.